All right. So hello, everyone out there in internet world. Hello, Amber. Uh, Dusty is going to be a few minutes late. Um, but thank you to Reinventing and Guy and Gabe and everyone on the Reinventing the Tattoo team that gives us a space to come and do something tattooers don't typically do, which is talk about feelings. Uh, Amber, you've not been here for a while, so glad to see you back. I, uh, I had some life-changing events going on I had to handle. All right, so what kind of life-changing events? Um, I've not exactly quit, but um, I've ended my apprenticeship. Okay, talk to me about it. Um, he just wasn't putting in enough time for me to put in enough time. In what aspect? Um, he only really worked three days a week. Mm -hmm. During the week, he wasn't didn't work on Saturday and Sunday, and he was out by three. And I need to be able to put in forty hours a month or more. Now, is that a legality thing? Um, yeah, we have to put in 2,000 hours to get a license in New Jersey. That's and for the contracts that he wrote up, <laughs> I had to put in 40 hours a month to keep my apprenticeship. But I couldn't get in there enough because he wasn't willing to be in there more so I could get in there for more hours a day. Well, when it came when it came down to it, I found out I've, I'm the third apprentice he's had. And I just, I don't think he has the time and the willpower to put into teaching. Yeah, he doesn't have the emotional, mental space for it. Yeah, it but, was really hard getting decent skins to work on. Really? And it was a 50-50 split plus buying your own supplies. Mm-hmm rather than a 60-40 and buying your own supplies. Mm -hmm. Which would have left me with even less money per tattoo. Right, right. So there's a couple of things here. <clears throat> um, I am, I'm a little old school when it comes to apprenticeships. I got paid 30% when I started. Yeah. Um, and that was horseshit. <laughs> uh, but I believe a 50-50 split. And if you're buying your own supplies, yeah, fine. Um, as an apprentice, as a as a real artist, 50-50 split buying your own supplies, I feel like is a little bit, it's a little bit disrespectful. Um, but you weren't there yet. You were still an apprentice. Um, and apprenticeships yeah. aren't about making money, it's about learning the craft and kind of having a trade-off there. Um, but mainly. The biggest thing that I want to focus on is that you got a fucking apprenticeship and you can get more. It's not yeah. like, it's not yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Right. You know, like I know you've been playing this game for years now where you get in. Get yeah. Out. This is my second attempt uh, apprenticeship. Don't quit this time and don't oh, get, no. don't get discouraged from trying more and harder because you'll get it. Well, yeah, the shop decided to hire a full-time artist instead of having an apprentice. So they were just going to trade an apprentice so they could have another artist, which is weird. They should have just hired another artist and kept the apprentice. Yes. 
But, you know, that's my opinion. Uh, not everyone agrees. Um, but, yeah. It's apprenticeship uh, and splits in the shop. The fucking financial splits are a weird topic now. Um, yeah. And I think what happened was we were at 50-50 for so many years. And regardless of what the shop supplied, it didn't matter. That was just what yeah. the splits were. Um, and now the internet has a lot more communication information and so on. And there's a lot of people wondering why it's this way or why it's this way. And now we can compare this to that all over the place. So it makes yeah. things really fucking messy. Um, but at the end of the day, if it doesn't feel aligned for you, don't do it. You know? Exactly. That's that's really what it comes down to, because I've had people crucify me for the way I do my split. And I'm like, yeah, cool. You have no idea how much it costs for me to to supply everything, run the things, supply counter yeah. help, run ads like I spend a lot of money just to keep my doors open. Um, so if can I interrupt we... for one second, what's that? Can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. From. Finish your tangent because I like hearing it and I got home from work late and I'm stuffing a piece of pizza in my face, but I have more to say on that in a moment. Once you reach the end of your thing. Cool. Yeah. Right. Um, I've gotten to the point where I say what rad ink offers you doesn't work for you. Don't work at rad ink. And that's <laughs> all right. Bless you. That's, um, thank you. That's kind of what it comes down to. Just go find another spot that works for you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like I said, we offer a lot to our people. Um, my name is the third reason why people are searching for me on social, uh, searching for our shop. Uh, my, my web guy was just at my house last night and he's like, yeah, your name is like the third keyword for like, the most searched things for why people come to the shop. So like, I know what me and my studio have to offer the people that come in. Yeah. But like, if you're just at a shop that can't even fucking give you the hours to make your apprenticeship legal. Yeah. Like, that was my biggest complaint. He was, yeah. you know, you didn't make your hours this month. You didn't make your hours this month. I'm like, I can't make my hours. When you're only in the shop five day, five hours a day, three days a week. Mm -hmm. He never wanted to stay after it. I kind of felt like I was left on my own to figure things out uh -huh. rather than being taught anything. Okay. And I learned well that way, but I really need some kind of instruction. So like, what is the instruction that you would have liked? Because I know other apprentices are going through this. Uh, I've actually had apprentices come to me and be like, hey, we need more. And I'm like, tell me more. What do you need? Like, what can I supply you? Because as a tattooer, and this is me, not him, because uh, I can't speak for him. But as a yeah. tattooer, I know what I know. And I know if you come in my room and watch, and if you want extracurricular homework, I can give it to you. And if you want to do collab tattoos with me, find the client. And they didn't do those things. So I'm like, I don't know what else to give you. So what yeah. else could a mentor give somebody that is learning outside of those three things? Because I'd love to know. And I'm sure there's people that are watching that also would love to know because 
I don't want to let any apprentices down. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm interested in how different artists make marks. Like, how do you use your your um, mag as a shader as opposed mm-hmm. to how I would do it? Because it might be more efficient the way you do it. Right, right. You know, I want to know about how you make marks with your tattoo machine. That way I can either incorporate that into the marks I make or your way might be more efficient than mine. So what was he not doing? He wasn't ever showing me anything. He'd just give me a picture, tell me to make a stencil and then tattoo it on a skin. But he's never over your shoulder. He's never taking the machine out of your hand. No, he's always tattooing his clients. <laughs> and so when you're when you're watching him tattoo, is he giving you any info or did he even did he allow you to watch? Um, he allowed me to watch, but he didn't have a lot of answers for my questions about why do you do this? Why do you use this product instead of this product? You know, why do you use these needles instead of these needles? Mm. You know, I mean, what is your reasoning for using the needles you always use? And when somebody tells me I've just always used them, I'm like, okay, you're not experimenting. You're not seeing if you can take yourself further or you, if better products could make your artwork better. So, um, no, it can't. And I'll get hate for this, and I don't give a fuck. No. Better products don't make you a better tattooer. Um, And inferior products don't make you an inferior tattooer. Mm. I use very cost-effective needles that I get straight from China. It takes a few months to get an order, like a month and a half to two, three months to get an order. So we have to plan our orders accordingly. But I do... The quality of tattoos that you see me do with very inexpensive needles. Uh-huh. I very expensive needles. Honestly, I've had some of the worst results with Cheyenne needles that, yes. I, was, that I was using when I was an ink master. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to tell you is he was telling you he didn't change it because he felt like it wasn't broke. So he didn't want to fix it. But at the end of the day, Muscle memory, practice, putting in the hours, studying, trying things, pushing your limits. That's going to help you grow as a tattooer and as an artist. Yeah. Oil painting, fucking acrylic painting, fucking colored pencil, making art, fucking creating, figuring out your marketing. Like all these different things is what yeah. makes people well-rounded. The products are cool, but you know what? Every time I've been sponsored by a company, it's because I love the products and they give me the products for free. I don't need their products to make me work more efficiently. But if you take an Axis Valhalla out of my hand now, I'm going to fucking have to find the adjustment period of how this new machine runs for me and how it operates with me because I've been using the Valhalla for like, dude, I, I fucking tattooed with the prototype of that machine before they even fucking created it. And I was like, give me this machine now. I need to use it for the rest of my life. And ever since that moment, I have been using it for the rest of my fucking life. And that's because I'm comfortable with it. Every time I go to a tattoo shop without my machines, I end up fucking tattooing. So like, 
I'm not going to go to shops without machines anymore. But yeah. at the end of the day, I still create quality tattoos with machines I don't understand, with needles that I don't that I've never used, with inks that I fucking even don't like. I don't personally like Eternal because it slows me down because it's too thick. And this was yeah. like 10 years ago. So I haven't used Eternal in over 10 years. But like, I know I use Starbright because most of their inks are massively watery. And when you fucking have a fast hand and you run your needle fast, you need yeah. very loose inks so they can fucking get deposited in the skin. So like, yeah, he could, he should have been able to tell you these things. And so now this comes on you, your fault for not checking and making sure your fucking mentor had more information to give you. So now you're right. You know, and, you're and right. oh, I absolutely should have vetted him better. And and we we we're afraid to vet somebody when we're in the learning phase because we're like, I can't tell you you might not give me what I need. No, you have to. You have to, otherwise you don't get the fucking education you need. So yeah. next shop you go into, you make sure, hey, this is what I need. This is what I really hope you offer. If you can't come anywhere near close to this as bare minimum, then we can't work together. I appreciate your time. Sorry for wasting it. And then get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, I mean, but we're afraid. Mm. We're afraid to go because you don't have to be a Karen and be a cunt about it, but just go no. and be like, hey, um, I have a list of requirements that I'm looking for based on my lack of success and apprenticeships in the past. And the lack of success that I've had was because of my mentors letting me down. Hallelujah, holler back. Are you going to let me down or not? Can you give me this or not? Um, so I feel like, and so not, not saying you did it wrong, just saying now you get to go in with more confidence and say, this is what I need. It's just like yeah. love relationships. You don't just date anybody because they have the physical parts you need and a brain and physical breath in their lungs. No, you make sure you get the person that is your brand of crazy or a complimentary brand of crazy. And fucking you can you can work well with each other and you can mold and you can meld and you can live together. Not just someone, you're a person and I need a warm body. And that's, I feel like what a lot of apprentices go through is your- Yeah, your I kind of felt like that's, I was his last ditch attempt at having an apprentice. And like- Dude, so I ran out of fucking love for apprentices when I had a couple Ooh. fucking feelings and leave me. But I didn't run out of love for still wanting to teach. So then I started apprenticing different types of people. Instead of giving away apprenticeships to strangers, I would give away, now I'm giving away, well, selling or contracting people into an apprenticeship with me that I feel like I can trust. And by telling someone, you have to pay me $50,000 up front or you give me a five-year commitment on contract. That makes me know that you're really willing to do this. Yeah. And then I know we're going to work together for a while. Or I got 50 grand, so I don't give a fuck if we work together for a while. Ooh. So now that's that's what I know I need to, to get from my, my apprentices to mm. be there and to give them what they need out of me and what I need to give them as a, as a mentor. And it's a hard fucking, it's a hard, it's a hard bargain, right? Like not, not very many people looking for a new career have 50 G's to drop. Great. That means I'm going to get the 1% of people that are so fucking dedicated. They're going to find that fucking money or they're so dedicated. They're going to give me a five-year commitment. In which case now I make money off of them as a studio owner 
in the five mm. years of painting. So they pay me back for the knowledge I gave them, or they pay me up front for the knowledge I'm giving them. And if they pay me up front and break my heart, great. At least I can deal with heartache with a fucking fat pocket. Yeah. And when you give away too much to too many, it just becomes less awesome. So um, that was another little tangent I just went on. But I hope you gained some information from that. I hope you gained some good from that because you do get to go in and be like, yo, I need to know I'm getting what I need out of this. Yeah. And you're not a bad person for asking that. So if somebody tries to make you feel bad for asking that, fuck you. Like, yeah. I know I know how to run an attack gun. You know what I'm saying? I know I can slang ink bullets. I've done it before. So do you want to teach me how to do it the right way? Or am I just going to be left to my own devices? You know, like, I'll do it the right way. But if I can't, well, hobby time, right? You know, <laughs> so like, you want to make sure that like, you let them know, hey, I'm dedicated to this. And yeah. find the people find the people that really are worth getting taught. I always tell people when they're coming in to look for an apprenticeship, look, if you're looking for an apprenticeship for me, that's great. This is my requirements. But if you just want an apprenticeship, make sure you're only going to people that you really want to teach you. Yes. And, and if you don't know how to figure that out, go to only the people that you really want to get tattooed by. And then it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. So start raising the standards of who you want in your life as your mentor. And then you can go from there. So I probably have repeated myself like three different ways now. So um, <laughs> Dusty, I wanna hear what you had to drop. Actually, before that, do you have anything to say to that, Amber? I don't wanna just drop fucking information and be like, all right, bitch, you don't talk. <laughs> no, I definitely agree that I really need to vet people more before I was just so excited to get an apprenticeship so close to home that I right. was like, finally. But so maybe I scooped it up. I also shouldn't have assumed that just because he wanted me to be in there 40 hours a month, he <laughs> would be in there 40 hours a month. So now were were you just were you not able to be in there for your full 40 hours? I couldn't get in there often enough for he didn't work often. He didn't work 40 hours a month. So the shop wasn't He's not even working 40 hours a month. So I can't get my 40 hours a month in. So he was the only one there? No, there's another artist, but he has his own apprentice. So the other the other suggestion I have is why couldn't you just go in when the other artist was there, tattoo your skins, and then get the other hours when you were over dude's shoulder? That's one of the things I asked about. And Rob really, Rob said he really wanted to be able to oversee what I was doing. But when so I was there, he, he wasn't paying much attention to what I was doing. So he put you in between a rock and a hard place and it's better for you to be out of there. And the only reason why I ask these questions that may seem a little patronizing is just because I'm no, trying to- No, not at all. All right, good. I'm trying to get the back information. So that way I want to make sure you tried all the things I would have tried. You know what I'm saying? But like, oh yeah. If it doesn't feel aligned, it just ain't it. You know? His heart just wasn't in teaching. That's what it felt right. like. Right. And his it, so heart that, just wasn't in it. I so think then, that's why they went with just hiring someone that's already a licensed tattooer. 
because he doesn't have the time and energy to put into teaching something. But this was your, um, this was the first punch to the face. Now, you know, you can go out and get punched a lot more. So like, yeah. go, go find the apprenticeship that's meant for you. This was just, yeah. your oh, my first apprenticeship was an old biker guy who ran off with my money. Trust me. They can't do nothing to me that it, that's going to hurt at this point. So stop picking the wrong ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could go for a couple places in my life. <laughs> so here we go. Life lesson today. Yeah. You set better boundaries and stop settling. You sound like my therapist. What's that? I do. <laughs> Good. Good. And you need you need to fucking stop settling for things. That's another yes. way of saying you need to set boundaries. Stop settling for things that aren't worth you because you feel like you aren't worth them. Hmm. So snack on that for a little bit. You deserve more. Yeah. Snack on that. <laughs> you deserve more than what you're going for. Yeah. And you know, it's like that whole concept of like living in lack versus living in abundance. I have a very difficult time living in abundance. My brain is programmed to go to lack. I have a very difficult time living in love. My brain is programmed to go to frustration and anger. So I have to work against that and find a way to slip the punch. You know what I'm saying? And fucking like, yeah. keep going. And oh, that sucked. All right, let's keep moving. All right. Woo. All right. You know, like figure out how to make it around all the adversities that come your way. And one of the best ways to do that is get a good plan in place. You got a great plan of getting to learn how to tattoo again. Well, now you need to make sure you put in the proper plan that you're not just learning how to tattoo. You're learning how to tattoo from the right person. Yeah. Oh, I already have someone who volunteered. It's not an apprenticeship. It's over Zoom because he's in another state. But mm -hmm. he's going to help me take the skills I already have and hone them. Okay. Okay. Because technically, I've been tattooing for 10 years. Right. Right. You know, I don't have no skill at the job. Right. But exactly. I can get better. And I know I can get better if better tattooers help me hone my skills. So I've known him for a very long time. And I knew him when he was um, here in New Jersey. And he's like, there, there's no way you're going to stop learning how to tattoo better. I will teach you. He's like, I don't care if we have to do it over Zoom. You will have even more skill by the time you get your next apprenticeship. So now the question is, do you need an apprenticeship? Or do you just need to tighten up? Get yourself a fucking I just job? need to put my 2,000 hours in so I can get my license. So fucking do it. Figure out a way. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You got this. You'll get there, dude. You'll get there. It may not. I got a thousand hours at one shop, and I got three hundred hours at another shop. And if with any luck, I might be able to find a tattoo artist willing to give me the credit for those hours. I mean, or just find a shop and be like, "Look, I want to come in as a junior artist, learning from y'all. I can make money for the studio, and I'm ambitious as fuck, and I want to learn." And I need mm. hours. So instead of going the apprenticeship way, try going the, hey, 
I'm looking for a shop that's willing to fucking let me start a beginner level and teach me more. That's a good idea. You know, sometimes it's about thinking outside the box and the industry we're in nowadays doesn't require apprenticeship. You could literally fucking go online and like get the training you need from every, anywhere between bullshit companies to really amazing artists teaching how to tattoo. Oh yeah, there's a tattoo school in Philly. Right. And I mean, if you need to do that to get your fucking hours, go do that. But fucking... I looked into that. New Jersey won't accept them because they're not done in the state. Okay. So just keep looking for other ways because it might not be apprenticeship for you. Yeah, I'm going to keep looking. I it, This is a career. I'm not doing anything else ever. And so... Like, Ask the universe for your answers. Write down shit in a journal. Meditate on it. Um, you know, I am looking for creative and unique ways to become a professional tattooer that fit my lifestyle. And then wait for the answers to come. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like that could be a good direction for you. So just think of it like that. Uh, there's a lot more. Open your mind. It's not just apprenticeship. Yeah. Because I know you're not at the skill level you want to be, but it's like you said, it's not like you have no skill level. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that Taz tattoo I posted the other day, I did that eight years ago. Right. And that was a pretty fucking clean and solid tattoo. So, you know how to do foundational elements. Let's get you fucking doing them super consistently in every application and then fucking mm -hmm. figuring out how to make your art shine through. From just a consistent tattoo to now your art. Yes. You know. Yeah, there we are with that. <laughs> the feelings we're talking about today are new beginnings, basically. Because I don't believe in endings. Endings are just where we start from. That's it. That's it. So here you are. Just in a... What is what is that? That closing time song. Uh, every every new beginning some comes with some other beginnings end. Some other beginnings end. And that's basically what you just said, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just moving. The energy's moving. Figuring it out. You got this, player. I believe in you. Yeah, I didn't even feel bad about it when it, when it all went down and we had the conversation and everything. I felt like I was on the right path. I didn't feel like I was losing anything. Right, right. Because it just didn't feel aligned anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm proud of you for like having that awareness, being able to move through it that way and not getting discouraged and quitting again. Cause like I'm too damn stubborn for that. Yeah. Like I realize when I give up, it's when things don't go my way. But when I fucking say, fuck you, things can't end here. Then all of a sudden life goes my way because I'm, I'm just, I've got that stubborn and, and now I only look for solutions rather than problems. So yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Mr. Dusty. Cool. cool. You said you had something to add in a while ago. Let's hear if you still have it in your brain. Oh, 
it's in my brain. I kind of lost my fire like 20 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, um, the short answer is um, something that really irks me with uh, tattoo people. I'm in this dumbass Facebook group. Uh, I know you know which group it is. It's called like Tattoo Shop Talk. I hate it. It's stupid. Because um, like one out of every 100 posts is relevant or cool. Uh, the other 99 posts are people that are like, what's the best machine? Or my clients suck. This person texted me and I'm like reading a text and I'm like, well, first off, why are they texting you personally if you don't want them bothering you? Two, um, that didn't seem so bad. You seem kind of like an asshole. So you just wasted all of our time. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. But there, there could be you in the well, I'm yeah. going somewhere with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Didn't mean to derail. Best, oh, you're good. What's the best machine? That's the fucking tweet. Uh, what's the best ink? And and you had said something that this this was not where I was originally going to say. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But it is ten thousand uh, percent. I had this conversation at work recently with the people that I work with because they were kind of talking about. We know some people that are like, "Oh, I got the blank. They're going to change now. Um, I got I got that Bishop Juan son. Game over." Oh, I switched over to this brand. I've switched over to raw pigments. <laughs> it's on. It's game on now. Uh, I got the tat soul chair. Everything's fixed. And be no, like I wish getting um, that tat soul chair just fixed everything. Yeah, right. No shit. It helps fix my back because that thing does go high as fuck. Um, but uh, I need to look into the chair. I, I lucked into two through Facebook Marketplace at 500 bucks a pot. No, one was 300 bucks. The other one was 500 bucks. And uh, they're like, it's the 570. It's super nice. But when you put it on the hydraulic thing, I mean, I can get it to where I'm sitting at this level and tattooing on a leg like this. Like you can put yeah. people way up in the air. Uh, it's saved my back a lot of mileage. Anyways, I digress. Um, you could take, this is the exact conversation we had. You could take 12 great tattooers with 12 different styles and give them all the same machine, the same cartridge and the same cap of black ink. And if they're worth a shit, they should be able to figure out how to make it work. But at the same time, uh, everybody still has products that they favor. Like you mentioned the axis thing. you're like, I could tattoo with any machine, but if I have my machine, you know, I have my brain. I like peak needles. I've used other brands. I didn't like, I've used other brands. I did like, I can make it work, but it doesn't mean if I have a brand that I like that I shouldn't use it. But that's an aside. Uh, you could give 12 great tattooers of different styles, different people, the exact same three. Here's your needle. Here's your cartridge uh, or your needle cartridge. Here's your machine. Here's your uh, power supply, maybe your battery or whatever. Here's your ink. Go. And they could all, if they know what they're doing, make the same good. They could all make a good tattoo. Uh same machine we'll we'll say axis valhalla we'll say a peak brand needle a cup of a cap of allegory black and you know a critical battery um one guy might run it at six volts move slow as fuck one guy you you run yours at like 10 and five. Um, five alexis you've met alexis she was down there she lines at like a fucking 12 she's burnt out machines because she runs her shit so hard 
I have gotten to where like, if it's something I'm zipping on, I'll do an eight, eight. I try and do like an eight, you know? Um, I, I took a Carlton seminar and it was really cool. Cause he was talking about that. He's like, here's what I use. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. Here's other brands I've used that, uh, legally these people endorse me. I have to say that their product is what I use, but like I use this half the time. Um, it's like when you go see big bands play arena shows and there's like the 12, giant Marshall cabinets behind the guitar player. He's got one amp this big that's mic'd. That is literally, there's no speakers in them. They're there for show. Um, but where I'm going with all this is that like everybody's different to be like, it's like, it's kind of like when you were a kid and you're like, I got these new Nikes, I'm going to jump higher. It's like, no, you're like, stuff is just stuff. You will figure it out. And if you're extra good, you will probably be able to take anything and make it work. But you figure out, when people are like, oh, the stroke, stroke on this machine, this new machine dog, I'm in. It's like, no, what is your hand speed? What is your voltage? What kind of stretch do you do? Uh, what area of the client are you tattooing? There's so much that goes into it. And certain people mm -hmm. are just like, I got this new thing. It's game over. And it's hard because when you do take on a mentor and because you take on the mentor as much as they take on their apprentice, they need to be able to verbalize that. Your guy might, he has the products that work for him. He tattoos the way he tattoos. There's nothing wrong with him doing what he does. It may work for you. It may not. But also to be able to verbalize, this is what works for me. Let's figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. And it may be something, it may be something that I tell you is a no-no, but you somehow make it work. I, uh, the camera's on. I'm going to hold up this book and this pencil and hopefully you can tell. Uh, this is how I write and draw. And I'm old enough that teachers didn't tell me how to fix that. So I write like this. If I held a machine the normal way, it would make zero sense. It actually works out for me in a really dumb way because I can plant my whole ass hand and stabilize and I mm. can run my needle at like a 45 degree angle sideways and watch it come at me and just drag my hand. I kind of genetically lucked into doing decent line work um, but if most traditional mentors saw me do that, they, why the fuck are you holding your machine that way? I'm like, cause that's how my hand works. Um, figure out what works for you, but it is, there's nothing wrong necessarily with the fact that he was like, I use this cause this is what I use, but being able to verbalize, maybe it doesn't work for you. Um, I am fairly light-handed, but I stretch. Like, I mean, I will grab the back of an arm and just pull like that, uh -huh. um, to get a hell of a stretch. So I get different line weights with different size needles than maybe someone who's kind of doing the like two finger, three point stretch. Everyone's different, but definitely find a mentor that's able to verbalize that. And I also just wanted to go off on that tangent about, cause Robbie said all that stuff about, I use any needles. I use whatever the fuck needles are there or whatever okay. machine, like he's right to say that blows my mind. How many people don't get, that oh this is what you know Robbie just he nailed it on the head when he said I use Starbright inks because they're thinner I move fast as fuck and I crank my machine they're more porous they slip right in yeah I pack it I pack it like a six I I can outline a whole American traditional back piece in four or five hours I God give me fucking eight months to color that thing in I move slow as shit. Uh, I run really slow on my voltage, but that's what works for me. Um, I like thicker inks because of that. I've used Robbie's Starbright stuff at the shop a few times when I've guested there, and I'm like, ah, fuck, this is watery as fuck. I 
kind of worked on it and figured out how to make it work, but it's just different for everybody. Um, but yeah, figure out what works for you, experiment, play, but be versatile. Like he said, be able to just roll with whatever. Um, but then doubling back to the thing I was fired up about a minute ago, and this is falls into the more feelingsy side of things. Um, when we talk about what shops offer, um, and I think you both hit the nail on the head and kind of made the point that I've, this is also a tangent I've been on recently and Robbie knows what shop I came from and where I worked and how things were. If you are going to take on an apprentice or even artists, if you're, it could be someone who's 10 years deep and you're just giving them booth rent. There is a much, there, there is stock in, okay, is it 50, 50 and we buy your supplies? Is it 60, 40, but you have to buy some of your shit. Is it booth rent and you're just expected to do all the work? Is it this? Is it that? Is it blah, 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 blah. Um, Something that is insanely more valuable is the ownership or leadership and how they present. Um, People that worked at shops where they got a 70-30 split, the shop got much of a smaller cut. They have to buy their own stuff, but they get a good chunk of the money. But that shop does not do fuck all for them. The owner is not there. Leadership is not there. You are not learning. You are not growing. You are not promoted on social media. You are at a shop where they do not do events. You're not going to get to do flash sales, meet and greets. They're not advertising for you. You are expected to do everything. And if you are expected to do everything, then it's like fucking hell. Why am I giving you, you know, even on a 70-30, which is a great split, where is my 30% going to? Because if it's literally just bounty paper towels and you're giving me a corner of this one room, um, at the same time, every time I go down to Robbie's shop, uh, we do a like guest artist 50-50 split. He gets half my money and I'm like, okay, well, what do I get in return? They fucking post every goddamn day photos of me, photos of my tattoos. When I get there, every product I could ever dream of is present. They're the sort of people that want to talk to you and have fun. They're the sort of people that are like, hey, we're ordering pizza. What do you want? They are the sort of people that when you show up, there is a, I've, I've done like four different guest spots in the last year where they had the letterboard and they like put welcome dusty on it. And like, you feel like people are there. They give a shit. They're down to stay late. They're down to have fun. They're down to promote you. They are down to material items or material items. Paper towels just don't cost that much money. Uh, you know, ink caps don't cost that much money. A lot of that stuff doesn't really matter in the long run, but start oh, looking yeah. beyond. Rob had me reusing things. Yeah, that's not real. Um, and start, start looking caps, beyond. Reusing needles. What? Wait, you were doing fake skin. Oh, that oh, makes skin. slightly yeah. more sense. Yeah, on fake skin. Because I also had that second of like, just reusing everything day after day rather than fresh stuff and it was you know needles get caked with ink yeah that's weird gross and especially on fake skin they get burred and they get gross and they don't work Um, i I don't want to seem ungrateful but i mean i wouldn't even buy the fake skin he had me tattoo it on like the fake skin I buy on my own to tattoo on is, you know, three so, millimeters thick. So I ruffle feathers, but all fake skin is awful, and it just teaches bad habits. Um, it's, it's just... Playboy, yes, 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 yes. I, I do agree with that, but at the same time, 
while I'm learning how to do portraits with a tattoo machine, I'm going to do that on fake skin before I try it on a person. I mean, to make I, sure I, see, I got my skills down. I see the reasoning behind fake skin, and I get why people do work on it and why people have to. But this is actually the guy that apprenticed me back in like fuck oh four. Um, I sent a girl his way recently. She came into our shop. She was like hitting up every shop in town. She wants to do Neo Trad. He's dope as fuck with Neo Trad. He's all the way out in a part of Ohio that's like 45 minutes from Dayton. It's a little further out. He just opened a second shop in a suburb of Dayton called Kettering. She lives in Kettering. She's like five minutes from this new shop. I was like, he is super cool. Tell him I vouch for you. He's going to see your portfolio. He's going to know you mean business. Um, she's only been there for like maybe two months. They just opened two months ago. And uh, I saw an Instagram video, uh, like a story of her tattooing on his ankle. And I was like, that is very quick to be tattooing on skin. She must be killing it because he's not the sort of dude that would just be like, fine, fuck me up. Um, so I commented on it. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking wild. And she responded. She said, it wasn't with ink. It was with water because she went to him and he, you know, she was working on some fake skin and they'd like just now got a machine in her hand. And she basically said to him like very soon into fake skin, like this feels fucking weird. Am I doing something wrong? And he's like, no, fake skin is fucking bullshit. I'm going to have you just dip in some water and bloodline on my leg just to see how skin feels versus fake skin. And mm -hmm. she texted me. She's like, it's, it's night and day. It's completely different. Yeah, and fake skin if you learn on fake skin enough and if you're doing portraits and you're learning the pendulum and you're hitting it soft, whatever fake skin essentially teaches you to go fucking like this to get a fucking line to like stick. And it's, that book. Yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's such bad habits. Um, there, there's a, there's a TV tray at our shop, like the black kind of fold out table kinds. We keep a few in the supply closet for, if somebody's doing like a day long session and they're like, Oh, I, I want, you know, can I have a little table to set my snacks and stuff? I'm here all day. Um, we've got some of those little fold out Walmart ones. And one of them, an apprentice had put fake skin on and there is a traditional wolf with a giant dick coming out of its mouth that we do not give that tray to clients anymore, but we can't bring ourselves to throw it away because it's hilarious that this giant dick wolf, is in this thing because to get the lines to go in the fake skin, they had to hit so hard that it also like low key, like carved it into this table. Like fake oh skin God. is just whack. Um, Not but the more, the moral of what I was getting at uh, is that you look beyond materialistic stuff. When you look at your split there, there are some shops that, you know, you're, you're like, why am I giving you 50% of what I'm doing? And I'm having to buy my own equipment. If that shop is like hustling street traffic, they are advertising you nonstop. They are doing everything to keep you happy. Um, like there, there's shops where it's like, yeah, it's 50, 50 and I have to buy my supplies, but they're earning their 50%. Yeah. And then there's other shops where you could do an 80, 20 split and you're like, they're not even doing fuck all to earn the 20%. You know what, what, right. what right. am I getting from this? So stop looking and it sucks. Cause like, and you have children and shit, you have to look in terms of, can I pay my bills and eat people food? I totally get that. But I, I like your hair, Donna. <laughs> looking beyond that and start looking more at, you know, how does management work? How does, uh, advertising work. What do I get? You know, am I literally getting a fucking stool and a fold out table 
in a corner this big or am I getting a big space where I can hang stuff on the wall? Look at, is the owner there? Does the owner actually advocate for you? Do they want you to learn? Do they want you to grow? Or is it just someone that wants to cram 30 people in a small room with 20 apprentices and collect a check? Um, mm. Yeah, that's something so that was bothering me. My corner was being filled up with other people's artwork. Yeah. A place that serves you more than financially. Yeah. I, I, I just, I felt like I was an afterthought. The armrest I was using was broken. I didn't have a tattoo chair. I had a folding chair. It just, and I wasn't allowed to bring my own equipment in. That's weird. hard when you're an apprentice because the financials of being an apprentice are weird. But imagine if you graduate out of your apprenticeship to artistry and you're in a place that wants 50%, but also you have to buy your own shit. You've got the janky broken armrest. You've got the folding chair. Like, yeah, what are you doing to earn your 50%? 50 and if, exactly. if, if, if you can't come up with an objective answer that even if it's not your favorite answer that you're like, well... I do get a lot of it, you know, like if you can't even get that far, then yeah, then you're yeah. in the wrong place. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, that was what I was going to get at earlier because I've worked at places where um, the owners, they just wanted money. They crammed as many people in a room as they could. They took a lion's share of the earnings. They didn't really promote you. They didn't really feed you street traffic. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of anything for you. Uh, meanwhile, I work at a shop now where I have a booth rent and it is a obscenely low booth rent. I would be dumb to leave the situation that I am in anytime soon while still having an owner that still goes out of his way to like, he covers the paper towels. He always makes sure the printer's up and running. He's, it, he's the sort of guy that if he has to run down the street for any reason, does anybody need anything? I can hit the gas station, everybody good on drinks, everybody this. I can go, I like to go to the store and buy uh like you know the walmart brand or whatever but some bulk like granola bars animal crackers sodas waters some juices just basic stuff to keep around that if people are hanging out in the lobby hey do you need something to drink do you need a snack uh somebody's blood sugar's low they've been getting a tattooed a while hey let me grab you a nutrigrain bar hey whatever he refuses to let me just buy those i will show back and he wants a receipt so he can give me to the penny the full price of what i paid for stuff um while giving me a cheap booth rent he, I've got no issues with that. I freaking love it. So like find your person or your place that, um, is gonna, you know, don't think in terms of dollar signs. Cause I know when I hopped on the call, it was a lot of, well, this is a split and this is that don't worry about the split right now. Worry about what you're getting for whatever you are putting into it. Uh, and sometimes it can be materialistic. Sometimes it can be, uh, how they promote you. Do they get a lot of street traffic? Sometimes it is just who is present, who actually yeah. wants to teach me, who wants to give me their attention. Um, and all that I ask in return for that nugget of wisdom is to be vocal with whoever does end up apprenticing you about your schedule and your needs and all of that sort of stuff. Because if you are upfront about it, they are never going to feel like you're trying to pull some shit on the back end. And also they can be upfront with you about if they can organize their time around that. Uh, more than once in my life, I have been in a shop where I've been helping an apprentice a lot. And uh, man, there's, there's one girl who she's graduated her apprenticeship. She's actually moved on to a different shop. She's awesome. Her name is Beck. She is a friend of mine. She had a really, really, 
really bad habit of just assuming that if she started a tattoo at six, that someone would be there until midnight when she finishes this apprentice tattoo and is usually the last person out meant that I would get roped with, Hey, it's eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm done tattooing. I go downstairs. I'm throwing my bag on. Oh, Hey, you're here. Nobody's watching you. Yeah. They all left, which a bullshit. Why did they leave? B, uh, guess I'm sticking around now. And I, I like her and I would like to help her. And she didn't have a key. So someone needed to be there to lock up. But if on the front end, Hey, I want to book a tattoo at like 6 PM next Thursday. Is someone going to be here? Uh, you, you'll make a lot more friends with that mindset than just assuming yes. people will stick around. And it sounds like in the situation you were in was equally, um, you could only be there when they were there. You didn't have a key, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, so just, yeah. just be transparent and upfront about if you've got a weird schedule because of your kids or grandkids, if you've got anything else going on, just like kind of be real with them about it and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to do it over text so that you have receipts of that. So that, you know, you know that you put it out there and you know you're not being a burden and you know that they are saying they can do this for you. And then if they don't, then it's completely on them. Uh, but yeah. you're not surprised. You're not surprising anyone with it. And like to go even further, I would say have an in-person conversation, then yeah. and say, hey, just to clarify what we spoke about earlier, I wanted to make oh, sure. conversation. Yeah, like, but like, yeah, like it's that we're, we're do we do a lot of this in the shop. You know what I'm saying? Brittany taught me about the text thing. She's like, I make sure I text every single person that works at the shop. That way, if you know, if it's a our word against theirs, you know, we've got it written. We got it in writing. Right. So, you know, um, communication clients, my new favorite thing to do is I will put the date in my phone in front of them, but then I will immediately text them too. August 4th, Friday, 3 p.m. and send it so that they know and they have like no way of claiming, oh, I thought we said 11 or you know what? I'm like, it is in your fucking text in writing. I'm doing it right now while it's fresh in my brain. It's also saved my ass numerous times where I'm like, I can't remember what time I booked them for. I pull up my text. Uh, It's helped me more than that. We do um we do everything through Google Calendar. So I go to that person's date, I go to their name, I click on their 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 event. Uh their fucking whole email thread of every like uh the well actually the application, like the tattoo booking form, that's all in there, all that information's in there. I can read through that, I can get their name, I can get what they want, I can get all the reference images, and then they get text reminded like before the appointment. Uh, and then like when we do the appointment, then when we, when we like a day before, then they get a text an hour after they're done with their appointment and, uh, you know, just thanking them for their time. So like, we've got a lot of systems and processes in place in our studio. Um, and really like all the systems and processes and all of my failures and shortcomings seem to stem around me operating off of my voice and a handshake uh instead of you know instead of doing things the way that these people do it and when i say these people donna and Brittany, the ones that like run the fucking shop like no wonder why i didn't like running a business because i'm not really 
not really that great at it. Like I can run a business and I can make money and I can do well and I can make the people feel good and I can keep the money in the register, but I, I'm not really great at spreadsheets and like, you know, like, you know, I'm not really great at fucking with all the tech that they fuck with, you know, at the front desk. Like uh, I'm not great at fucking talking to people without feeling like they want too much from me. Uh, when, when I, when I handle my own emails and, and, and DMS and shit about tat tattoos, I get like real emotionally charged and I get like, like, who the fuck do they think they are that they, they want to sleeve in this amount of time? I wonder if they have the fucking money. And then like, I go down this rabbit hole on this big fucking like, like fist fight with my client. Like, and, and then I message them back and they're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. So now I just tell the front desk, hey, this is how I want things handled. Make sure you do things in this succession. They do it. And like, it makes my life so much easier and it allows me to do what I'm supposed to do. Uh, and I think that's one of the hardest things that um, we have. That's that's why I created my shop the way it is. We take the split we take because you don't do anything except for come in, tattoo and leave and market yourself as much as you want to um, because we do a lot of marketing for you. So like we, and we do, we make the website, we do the SEO. Like there's so much we put into this business. Um, and so like, you have to decide as who you want to be as a tattooer. Do you want to be somebody that goes in, pays a higher percentage, gets more per afforded for them, even the, an owner that says, okay, you want to make more money? Let's raise your rates. Let's get you more money. Oh, you want to be a manager? Cool. Then you can make a higher percentage. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're making four grand a week, then you get immediately go to 70%. You're making three grand a week. You, you immediately go to 60%. So like we, we have ways to shift and grow and, and, and all these things. But then there's the shops like Dusty said, you know, I was in shop. I was making anywhere between 100 and 70%, depending on like, it, like when I was going through my divorce, the owner gave me 100%. And I was like, I don't want to take advantage of you. He goes, well, then don't. So I didn't. And I, and then I, I just kept, you know, I gave him a TV for my, for my cut one, you know, one period. Um, but like that shop was very cool and it was very loose. And I fucking cleaned his storage area and turned it into my tat shop. So like I provided everything for myself. I, I was completely self-sufficient and it was fucking brilliant. Um, but I did everything myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, I, I think I'm just kind of adding on to what Dusty's saying, you know, and I think it's kind of nice to just have this conversation um, because like people are like 50% is fucking highway robbery. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't put in what I put in. So it might be highway robbery to you, but like, you know, 60% is reasonable in the right situation, 70, 80, 90% reasonable yeah. in the right situation. Food rent's reasonable in the right situation. You just have to find the right situation. Uh, very pro booth rent, but I'm also a person that is like very self-sufficient. Right. Um, right. And that's, that's how I am as a tattooer. If I don't own the shop, I'm going somewhere that like either lets me work there for free because I bring them publicity or it's a really low percentage or like a booth rent. So like, and then like a booth rent, like only for when I'm there. So like, like a hooker hotel type thing, you know what I'm saying? Like I pay you <laughs> the thing at my job that it is booth rent. Like if I'm gone for two weeks, like I pay booth rent, which I think is fair because totally. my booth, my booth rent compared to what I make is I'm probably paying the owner five to 10% every week. Like it's stupid. 
Um, and I love that he did it. And there's there's other little trade-offs. I also like run the social media for my shop because he flat out asked me when I started there. He's like, hey, you seem pretty good at this. And I had done it for years at the shop I was at before that and helped get them from like 1,500 to like 10,000 followers. Like I've got a knack for it. I've got the time to do it. I like doing it. I would have done it anyways. The fact that it adjusted my booth rate a little bit was tight. Um, Cause I've always looked at it as like, man, if I get more people coming in, we're all busier. Like everybody wins. Why wouldn't I? Uh, but you know, the shop that I was at prior to that, we got the option of 50, 50 and everything was paid for or 60, 40 and shop supplies are paid for, but you pay for your own like bombs, inks, cartridges, et cetera, et cetera. And I was cranking through so much stuff that uh, I took the 50-50. And at the time that I chose that, the shop did a lot to promote and it did a lot to do good things and it had a lot of goodwill. And I was like, I'm willing to give this place 50% of my income knowing that I don't worry about any supplies um, and knowing that they're promoting me and doing it. When that stopped, then things got different. Um I also was a big fan of it, that shop and at the shop I'm at now, that they were both people who didn't mind if I just handled it myself and then put the receipt in the paperwork. Uh, that was a huge thing for me. The shop that I was at prior, uh, <laughs> the owner was very non-existent. The owner was very, you know, you might text him and get a response the next day. You might text him and not hear back for three weeks. Uh, it was a crapshoot and it got to the point where a few of us just started that system of like, okay, well, I'm just going to buy my own damn inks and everything. And at the end of the day, when it's time to pay out my envelope, the receipts go in and instead of money and the owner didn't seem to mind, which was really nice. Cause if you're waiting on that owner to be present and have money on the shop card and do your order for you and pay for it in that particular instance, shit, you might be waiting two months. Uh, so that part was cool, but I liked the 50 50 at the time. Um, partially because they did promote me at the time, but also just like having your stuff paid for is pretty rad. Uh, and that is a really good time to experiment with what cartridges do you like? What derm shield do you like? What this and that do you like? Because uh, you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I did all that experimenting that on my own. was pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, I, I do it on my own dime now too. I still, if something new comes out, I'll try it a lot of times just to see what the hype is about. I usually end up falling back on the same five products that I've always used. Uh, but you know, you never know. Conventions are great. You can always try the shit for free. Most of the time. Ooh, that's you and I talked about it. I'm, I'm pretty high on the can glide stuff. Uh, the, that bomb, we had talked about them. I really liked the stuff and it was, because somebody at a convention just handed me like a little, this will last you four or five tattoos thing. And uh, it was a buddy of mine that was really big on it. He lives in Portland. He tattoos out there. I tattooed his hand at Evergreen. He was also tattooing out there. And uh, I tattooed his hand and he's like, oh, I brought this stuff. Uh, just try it. You can try it on my hand. And he kind of sang its praises. I loved it. And he, weirdly enough, every time I order from them, their prices are a little higher than some of the other stuff that I can get. But every time I order, it takes the dude like 48 hours. It's not even a long amount of time. But he texts me personally on my cell phone. And he's like, yo, bro, it took me like 48 hours. I'm so sorry. So I sent like twice as much shit as you paid for and like five extra soaps and a sticker. Sorry. And just will send me like hundreds of dollars of free shit. And I'm like, okay, well, that that helps adjust for sure. Uh, 48 hours is not an amount of time that you need to feel bad about it taking you to no. process my order and ship. But I'm also not going to say stop. 
but I, I do I do love that stuff. That was a new product I found that I really did like. Uh, I've tried probably twelve different brands of Derm Shield. I still just use Sanoderm. Yeah. Uh, yep. Honestly, probably work about the same, but Sanoderm shares posts for me and gives me a discount. So frankly, I that won me over. Uh, you know, me personally, Sanoderm doesn't work. But like, if I use Derm Shield, it doesn't piss off my skin the way that Sanoderm does. But then See, I found some people have a reaction to Sanoderm. Right. But with the Derm Shield, it like peels apart and like breaks. And you really got to like spend some time picking the pieces off. Whereas Sanoderm, it comes off in one piece. So like, I just usually just use fucking uh, like Sanoderm for like a day or two. And then like Hustle Butter or Sanobalm or something, you know. Uh, and Sanoderm is good for that. There's another brand, Recovery Derm. Yeah, that is yeah. way. It is way more flimsy, and I mean flimsy in a good way. That sometimes when you're putting Sanoderm on, you're like, it's almost creasing, like it's cardboard or something. Uh, the Recovery Derm is really smooth and flimsy, and it lays on bodies easier. I also consistently, every time I tried to use it, the client would call that night and be like, "This stuff's already falling off." Like it just didn't stick to skin very well, unless you want something to be on you for you know twelve hours. See, um, so every, every brand has their highs and lows, but Sanoderm gives me a discount. So, well, I've been sponsored cool. by Sanoderm for years, and honestly, Sanoderm's the first product of its kind that I started using regularly, and like like the way that I'm healing with them because like you know it does heal your tattoo a little bit faster, you know like and I I like that about it. But if it pisses off your skin around it, that's not so cool. So it's such a weird thing. But yeah. yeah. Man, this turned into a totally tat talk. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and I'm even mad about, about it. our feelings about tattoo work. We are. We are. And like, that's why I say, like, make sure it's aligned when you get with your next shop. And yeah. I, I think you know what I mean from when I say that, but I'm going to. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, when a decision feels aligned, right? It's like, it feels good. It feels right. You may have doubts and you may have fears, but like, it's way more of a fuck yes than it's not. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, if you're in a situation and you need to figure out if it's aligned or not, just wait and just, just, just weigh out the options and see if it feels like a fuck yes. If it's not a fuck yes, don't do it. Yeah. A wise man named Robbie Ripple, or Robbie Ripple, if you're ignorant, um, once <laughs> told spicy. me, uh, you know, um, he, he once told me when talking about potentially hiring someone at the shop that I'm at, uh, if they seem pretty decent, then just wait it out. Uh, he was like, wait until you find your 10 out of 10. Don't settle for sevens and eights. Um, you know, find your fit, find the thing that your gut is like, yup. If you have to ask somebody, Hey, how do you feel about this? Uh, your gut isn't speaking loudly enough. Um, yeah. so, you know, I guess I like to, um, I like to also, uh, cause we have a, a team, you know, so it's me, Brittany, Donna, uh, and Dana. So now when it comes to new hires, I'm like, well, how do we feel about this, guys? 
And it's got to be a unanimous fuck yes. You know what I'm saying? Because like, and if it's not a unanimous fuck yes, we kind of already signed their walking papers at some point. Like, hey, look, and it's it's more like, hey, look, I know this person isn't going to be here forever, but we're going to give it a try. And this is an experiment, you know, <laughs> like we're going against our better judgment, <laughs> but let's see if it works. And it never does. And, and, and it's funny because uh, last time I was there a couple months ago, you guys had an artist that was an experiment and it did not work. But yeah. I remember that at the time, Brittany was there, but you and Donna were sick. And it was kind of like me and her hanging out and she pulled me aside. Like I was between tattoos and she's like, Hey, and it's funny because I've been talking to uh, my therapist about this. Like the (laughs) amount of times that we have to pull people aside and be like, am I crazy? Or is like a sign that maybe we think we're crazy, but she pulled me aside and she's like, am I crazy? Or enlisted things about the guy. And I was like, why are you asking me? She's like, I don't know. You seem like you would know. I'm like, a, thank you. That's a big ass compliment from somebody that runs a shop so well. But B, like, yeah, you're not crazy. This guy seems like he's fucking up, uh, you know. And then when confronted about it, proceeded to like turn the fuck it up to eleven. Um, oh, that's so the fu- in in the fuck around and find out. He's like, I need to find out now. So I'm gonna <laughs> fuck around as hard as I can. Um, it was a wild thing, but yeah, that was, I, I actually just, just, just had this conversation with a, a mutual friend of ours, hip who <laughs> has a buddy that had talked to someone at our shop about potentially working there. And neither of us really knew the guy super well. And I was like, well, he knows hip really well. Hip will be honest. And I was like, if we don't really need this booth filled, would you fill it? And he's like, it'd be worth the experiment. And in my gut, I was like, I don't want to experiment. <laughs> you know? So like, and we'll see where it goes, but like I was like, I don't I'm good on all that. I want to wait until it's somebody that we feel so good about that we don't have to ask anybody. And if we did, they'd be like, Duh, of course. Right. Um right. So cool. No, I feel find you. Your, like, find your people and know that just the same way that the bishop wand might not work for you or it might work great for you at 10 volts or at six volts that not every shop's going to be the fit for you. Doesn't mean they're bad people either. doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the guys are pegs and round holes. I I just think Rob didn't, he bit off more than he could chew. Then it might've been artist and a bad mentor you can be not the best tattoo artist and an amazing mentor you can be a nice person yeah, and a good I, mentor I you could be a like, dickhead and somehow a good mentor you could be a nice person yeah. and a ho- horrible mentor yeah i've been a couple of those uh configurations <laughs> it's funny because the first time i walked into the shop i walked into the shop and there's no color anywhere it's just gray white and black and my first thought was this is a tattoo shop. And I was like, this is going to be. We weren't allowed to put things on the walls. Oh, yeah. you Yeah, that other shop was not. Yeah. Really? Not to put stuff on the wall at all. That doesn't make yeah. sense to me. I left there after many years and I went to another shop and I decorated my booth and I have flash up and all sorts of stuff. And for that first transitionary three months when regular clients would show up at the new place, they'd be like, wow, I don't feel like I'm here to get my teeth cleaned. Yeah, I, I, it kind of felt 
They had just recently moved there when I started. It was a hairdresser first. Hmm. And I feel like when it was a hairdresser, it had a lot more color. They just painted everything gray. Yeah, and some people dig that. Like some people dig that that simple vibe. But you know, once again, that means it's not aligned. Yeah, it just place is. Everybody that works at my shop, like they appreciate what the stu- what we put into the studio to make it yeah look and maintain a certain level of excellence. You know what I'm saying? Cool. And uniqueness. Cool studio looks like a place Ninja Turtles would go to, and I mean that as the highest form of flattery. Uh, if if there was like pizza and Capri Sun and cool skateboard tricks and nunchucks at your shop, I would not be surprised. It right. looks like a vibrant, fun comic place. Uh, and you happen to have good tattoo artists, so that like makes it better. I know people that fuck with bougie. They want to go to a shop that looks like you're there for a dental cleaning. They want it to be a spa-like, intimate, Instagram, real influencer experience. Like, If that's what you're into, that's what you're into. That's cool. Uh, I make fun of it at our shop because everybody's booth looks so dramatic and the way that the shop is set up it's almost like everyone's in their own room but all of the rooms have big ass open doorways so it's like a big flowy circle that uh you know the owner's booth is a bunch of really like dark art and a lot of you know it it looks a little more like a gothic cathedral very victorian look and then immediately caddy corner to him is me and it looks like a fucking tgi fridays which is shit all over the walls and bright colors uh i'm i'm in peewee's playhouse so like it it, everybody's thing works for them yeah um and you'll find the people that like it and occasionally you'll get people that show up uh and maybe want a little bit of a bougie experience or you work in a bougie shop and they want more of a homey tad experience but they still kind of put up with it because you're there but like there's there's so many people you'll find your people yeah Yeah. i'm loud and colorful and boisterous i'm not bougie yeah, you'll find your yeah. There's an ass for every seat and a seat for every ass. You'll yep. find your way. Such a folky homespun sentiment, but I love it. <laughs> I love Ooh. it. Like it, it's like a man. It's I like the old sayings that would be like crocheted on a potholder in a kitchen. They're yeah. always so bad, but so accurate. So good. And uh, then coming from me, it's like, oh wow, that doesn't even fit. I like it. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and cut it because uh, actually I think I'm going to go up to the shop and um, create some content up there. And I have a client to meet with tonight. Mm, good times. Hell yeah. Because it's nice out. All right. Yeah, I already fucked the gym up today. So I'm very proud of myself. This is my sixth consecutive week back in the gym at five days a week. So, congratulations thank you this is my, the four weeks to months. make a habit so you're there yeah right like and I, it really has made a habit now like i get grumpy if i don't get to go because that's my fucking schedule so like i don't not get to go because i make it five days a week no matter what if i miss a day then i work out on saturday but like i get it done cool. so i'm very proud of myself finding um finding discipline is nice you know uh that's cool so yeah all right well i love you guys uh and once again that's donna if you didn't know 
level two. Um, yeah, uh, thanks to Guy, Gabe, everyone at Reinventing that makes this happen. Um, and uh, giving us the place where we can come and talk about our feelings. So thank you guys. Uh, I really enjoyed that one today. I thought it was good. Uh, cool. Me too. Yeah, it was very tattoo-y, but the feelings side of tattoo-y. But, um, you know, and, and I think it was kind of a healing conversation for me to have um, because I've been really holding a lot of guilt for doing 50-50. Um, and now, now since my business partner backed out and I feel 100% responsible for everything, I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, there's no crutch. There's no, there's no leaner bar. Um, I'm, I'm 100% in charge of this place. And now looking at everything and learning everything about the business even more, I'm like, wow, we, um, we are providing quite the service for the artists that want to come work here. So uh, I, uh, I have to get okay with, you know, having it set up the way I have it set up because it's my business model, you know? So every CEO ever and just throw a pizza party once a month. Wait, say that again. From every CEO ever, just throw a pizza party once a month. It'll all, it'll all be fine. <laughs> pizza and ice cream. <laughs> we value you so much. Here's one slice of cold pizza. <laughs> Yeah, trying to do more. Every than... retail job ever. Right. That's what you just described to me. With every retail job like I've like ever. Every, every CEO ever. Like, oh, are we paying them enough? Uh, we'll throw a pizza party. It'll be all right. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a great evening. I will talk to you soon. You too. Bye. Have a great evening. Love you. Right, Love you. Bye.